You are listening to the Open Mic Comedy Show on the Colorado Comedy Show's virtual broadcasting network. This episode was recorded March 29th, 2021. Get ready to laugh in five, four, three. (laughs) (laughs) No, we pitched, I don't know, we, I think we pitched a, it's, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I'm pretty sure that we pitched an episode in which um, another girl in her class had her first period and um, she felt left out. So she decided to tell everybody that she had become a woman. And so another, another kid in the class stuck his hand up her dress and he was so traumatized that he committed suicide. So the episode was entitled, How Do You Say Goodbye to a Friend? You are watching the open mic comedy show where we'd like to say hello. It's all just wires down there, I believe was one of that was the act break line. What we're doing here is who knew this show had one pitcher and one catcher. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Mike, uh, when caught you chatting about your days of your writing television shows we pitched and another episode they didn't like this one either which was um this is for yeah, small wonder yes for small wonder because uh you know i, I had a small wonder i remember, remember the name of the brewing uh, laura i had a small wonder pun brewing and the way <laughs> but feel free step on my greatness go right ahead um, i'm sorry Mike, uh, that's how is she, what have you ever done to give the impression that she was going to be stepping on greatness from you? <laughs> I meant, uh, you know, my my width and breadth. Uh huh. I, oh, um, I am feeling fat today. Um, let's let's hear it. Well, you know, if it's we're going to get great, then it's time to introduce our host, ladies and gentlemen. Probably. Segway oh, into no, some you brilliance. Chuck, Chuck, uh, we want to hear your joke, for God's sakes. Don't pout now. <laughs> just, there's no joke. It's just time to introduce you. No, I was just going to do, I was just going to tell the other pitch that, <laughs> um, that uh, I can't remember the name of uh, the, the uh, girl that was the robot. Do you remember, Chuck? Vicky? No, she was definitely... Vicky. The, the small wonder. Laura might have it. No, you just said it. I believe it was Vicky. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Vicky. But Vicky had to keep shutting down because her surrogate mother kept taking the batteries out of her and using it <laughs> in the bedroom. And I don't know why <laughs> the whole episode was about <laughs> the whole episode was about explain explain if you will why Aunt Martha hums so much when she's in the bedroom. Um, now you might be watching. You might she be likes watching. Music, but she doesn't like to sing, Vicky. Uh, you might be listening. You might be Googling what is small wonder. Uh, what you have here is, first of all, Miles Davis on trumpet. And uh, <laughs> if you're like, 
I thought there was going to be a comedy show. Calm the fuck down. It is. It's on its way. All right. <laughs> um, it's just this is an open mic, and uh, we're casually strolling towards the stage and microphone yeah. soon. I like to make this a safe space. <laughs> it you is know, if I say the things that I've been saying. I don't think people need to be too worried about what they're going to say during well, their it's, sets. It's a safe space to talk about finger banging a four-year-old robotic puppet. <laughs> First of all, she was not four years old. <laughs> she was like 10 years old and she had the... Uh, In robot years. Well, now you... Well, but, and the no, lifetime warranty... Like, she was built to look like she was 10, maybe 11 years old, but she had the... Uh, she had the uh, casing of a thirteen-year-old. If she, if it's getting more creepy, Mike. <laughs> Good, <laughs> because that's what I was headed for. That's what I was. I was going through. Like, possibly, yeah. I'm with you on this one. I'm I did. I did a pretty much seven minutes about um, the uncle nobody wants you to be left alone with at a reunion. So I got nowhere to go but up. Uh, Jeffrey Chuck, has his hand up. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, apologies. Um, right. Sorry. This isn't is quite it, a board uh, meeting. Is it more everybody. or less time to start this? It's way time. We totally, we've started on the YouTube. People listening to the podcast oh, and right. such out there on the Spotify's. Hello. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got a, a classic episode of uh, Monday Night Sensation that's traveling all over the galaxy. Oh, yeah. This is like. Possibly brilliant. Well, Our show comes on right after I Love Lucy on the pol- on the uh, planet Gresnik. Right, <laughs> right. Um, we're hot in Gresnik. Um, they think Alf is a documentary. <laughs> Since we're talking ah! about the same era as Small Wonder. Era or era? No. Uh, era is how you pronounce it if you're literate. That's you Bruce, that's era if you want. You're going to hear tonight, there's polymatics. We'll probably have polymatics. Laura Hug. Jeffrey Burden, Josh Donato, Michelle Malazaki, right? Frank Moshman, Jeffrey Burden II, Ned Rice. Lots of comedians well, people coming come up. In too. Uh, How would you wrangle all of these giant personalities and humorists? Uh, you would get yourself an award-winning, a, a master of ceremonies, a person with vast experience, um, you know, at least a mild sense of humor. So would you please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Langworthy, the host Thank of the Thank you very much. I have two of those three qualities. Uh, you know, it's, it's always a pleasure to be here for the little Monday night comedy seminar. And um, we're going to get an audience in here one day. And man, are they going to be shocked at how great this show is. Um, uh, I like to talk about uh, Small Wonder and... Um, that, of course, is my uh, wife's nickname for part of me. Um, <laughs> uh, Let me guess, Mike, your ego. Right. Yes. yes. That's what I think it is, my ego. And my ego is small for a very, very good reason that I bet you could understand in, in, in a heartbeat if you really put your mind to it. Mm, nothing comes to mind, but okay. Mm-hmm. Not that my ego is small. It's that it's weak. Um, oh, even worse. Yeah, it's even worse than that. And um, this is a delight. We have people that I haven't seen in a while on the show tonight, some people who are pretty regular. Um, For some reason, Bruce Lipsky has not shown up. I'm hoping that a couple of people will uh, 
come in from the specials they're doing across the hall. Can't see me. <laughs> um, well, I, I can't see you in comedy. Or did you mean okay. like literally? <laughs> literally, literally. Oh, I'm sorry, my mistake. Um, <laughs> uh, you I said thought the I was talking about that, by the way, Bruce. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know. Uh, at any rate, um, gosh, oh golly. It's, um, it's that time. Hey, did you know that I had uh, lunch? No, brunch with, uh, yeah, because that makes a difference. Um, with Jim Backus once, the guy who played. Uh, no. Yeah. Thurston Howell. Yeah, I oh, know wow. who he played. You don't have to tell me who he played. And he was in well, Mad Mad World. You had to tell us. He was, that was. That yes, was... he was in a Mad 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 World also. And he did the voice um, for Mr. Many, Rick many Wilson. other things. He did some dramas. He was a big actor on radio. He was really, he was really a fun guy. And I really enjoyed having, uh, having brunch with him, with my then girlfriend, who is now my no one because we broke up before I met my wife. Um, mm -hmm. I hope you're taking notes out there in television land. It's all going to be in my book. My meteoric rise to the bottom. Um, <laughs> that describes and, my night last night. Oh, does it? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, <no>. <laughs> Chuck, I heard it was a. I heard it was a race to the bottom. <laughs> that's, that's His favorite song is "Twinkle Twinkle Little Twink." They say bottoms up. Bottoms up, actually. Yeah. Chuck wants to be buried with his ass sticking out of the ground. Thank you. Just in case somebody needs a bike. You're Polish, Chuck. Somebody no, wants just a cold in case one? somebody needs a bike rack. Um, <laughs> Thank oh. you. No, come on. Why do you even go there, Mike? See, I'm just disappointing everyone. I know. My dead <laughs> parents are rolling over in their, well, they would be, but they were cremated. So um, <laughs> they're, they're blowing in their grave. They're, they're so dead. They're spread over, you know. It's the best thing my father ever did. It's the first time he was ever around me that he wasn't killing anything um, <laughs> with his toxic poison. But I love my father. Why? <laughs> No, I don't know, and it's not true. But it's let's so not get true. into that. No, come on. In real life, he was a wonderful man who changed a lot of people's lives for the better. And mine, just three years ago. At any rate, um, <laughs> I don't know why I got off on that tangent. Chuck, why do you let me go off on these tangents? Oh, um, uh, one out of seven is hysterically funny. <laughs> and the other and the other six are just real funny yeah you know? yeah the variations of mildly funny uh all the no no mildly the the floor like, is higher than mildly funny let's um, be honest chuck I'm the floor is just higher one out of mildly, seven. mildly. Uh, some of them are just informative uh-huh thanks Ned. Right. <laughs> right. that was that was a very very pithy remark to make on this your last night on the open mic Right. <laughs> hey, you your, know what? We've got a show lined up cat. for you. We have a show lined up for you tonight. Oh, good. Uh, and I'm going to bring on um, a guy who's always patient and, and he's cheerfully goes on whenever we ask him to go on. And tonight I want to give him the, uh, the reward, as it were, of being our first act of the evening. And um, I think you're going to like him. Those of you who don't know him already. And uh, those of you who do know him already, already like him. And uh, 
I was the valedictorian of my introduction class when I was in college. Um, be that as it may, please welcome, if you will, uh, Bruce Lipsky. Bruce Lipsky. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I always talk about me and my wife been together a long time, about 30 years. And recently we went shopping for a new mattress. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, we were at Sleepy's and uh, there's so many different choices. I just couldn't figure it out. All I know is I like mine soft. She likes hers hard. I like I haven't heard that over the last 30 years. <laughs> but she, she wound up actually buying something online. She bought an avocado mattress. She spent $3,000 on this thing. She says she's going green. Spending green. That's about it here. <laughs> and they said they claim that this, uh, this mattress is organic. I don't want organic in my bedroom. I want orgasmic. And uh, after two weeks, it went bad. So I asked for a replacement. The mattress, not my wife. And uh, it was lumpy. I felt like I was sleeping on a bed of guacamole. I said to my wife, what am I, a fajita? What's next, sour cream pillows? <laughs> but she ordered also one of those Craftmatic adjustables. Don't have a fight with your wife or spouse. And I were one of those things. We had an argument. Next thing you know, she took the remote control, put the bed in the shape of a V. I said, I can't get in. She said, that's not the only V you're not getting into tonight. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, I know. She puts the temper in Tempur-Pedic. But, uh, you know, she's a great lady. But she's obsessed with buying things. Amazon. The packages are nonstop. It just rezoned my front porch as a loading dock. I got boxes stacked to the roof. Every time I pull one out, I feel like I'm playing a game of Jenga for Giants. <laughs> I'm constantly climbing from the front porch to the living room to the second floor. I'm like a personal delivery monkey. Or Amazon primate. Huh. <laughs> and she said, Bruce, your birthday's coming up. I want to get you something special. What do you want? I said, how about a forklift? Huh. <laughs> the other day she was painting in the driveway. Big letters, reserved for UPS. So what's that all about? Now I figured it out. She's having an affair with the UPS guy. She's constantly bragging about how big his package is. <laughs> And now she only wants backdoor delivery. Hello. <laughs> I know what Brown's doing for her. What's he doing for me? <laughs> and now she's into fantasy role play. I have to dress up in brown shorts, construction boots, and carry a clipboard. Anytime I want to have sex, I get a sign for it. <laughs> this is making my family life miserable. The only smiles in my house now are the ones on the cardboard boxes. But we love doing things together. Broadway shows, nice dinners, the UPS guy. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we used to have cats. We had cats for 23 years. And when this cat passed away, my wife said, I want a dog. You couldn't just buy a regular dog. You had to get one of those designer dogs. $6,000 she spent on this thing. She carries it around like a Gucci handbag. Except the Gucci handbag only costs $3,000. <laughs> and I'd rather have the handbag. At least it doesn't need to be walked six times a day or pee on your couch. And she's named this dog Fabio. 
I call him Houdini. Because with two wags of his tail, he's made my sex life completely disappear. <laughs> it's really hard to perform when there's four extra legs and a pair of eyes in your bed. And the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he's trying, to give, he's trying to give me pointers now. The other day, he said to me, now get on all fours. <laughs> I have no idea. And she dresses him up in a silk pajamas and a gold collar. She lays on my side of the bed, on my pillow, next to my wife snoring and farting. Hey, I've been doing that for the last 30 years. I think I've just been replaced. <laughs> I'm afraid to kick him out of the bed. I may get bitten, scratched, and growled at. By my wife. <laughs> and I don't know how, but I got the only dog with restless leg syndrome. I haven't slept in three weeks. Constantly getting kicked and jammed. My wife said, how do you know it was the dog? <laughs> and one final thing. She put the dog on the science diet. Me, she put on the science fiction diet. Served me canned spaghetti and meatballs. You know those glow-in-the-dark sauce with the limp noodles? Yeah. All I know, in 30 years of marriage, I never served my wife once a limp noodle. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Thank you. That's my time. My name is, I think, Bruce Lipsky. Yes, right. it is Bruce Lipsky. And, and that's not to be confused with Bruce Lipsky. Hello. He's not, Mr. Lipsky. <laughs> not that is what I'm saying. Wow. That's what I'm saying, people. Big call but he's got the uh, He's got the set for Space Invaders from Mars on the background there. Um, uh, one of the old serials from Republic Studios. Hey, that means a lot to everybody, huh? That's current, right? Uh, that's that was really short. Edison lost the current wars. That's how old that reference is. Uh, at any rate, um, we're going to have a fun show tonight. Um, and we've already started. He jump started. <laughs> I forgot to tell anybody who's new that we do five minute sets. I have this. Uh, cheap ass kitchen timer that I use that beeps at four minutes. You got a minute to wrap up after that. Uh, sometimes I interrupt people just for the fuck of it because I'm capricious. Um, and um, uh, I guess that's, that's it, right? That's the main uh, thing. Sometimes the beeping is just your pacemaker. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> the pacemaker. Because I'm old is what he's saying. For those of you who were, you know, a little slow on the uptake old men using zoom <laughs> is that what this is Jeez, that's us buddy it. that's us we are old i men. thought it was on the radio right all right be that as it may, our next performer uh is coming back after having been here before that's how it happens usually they'll come and then they'll come back um as I said, valedictorian of my introduction class. <laughs> I know you're going to love her. Please welcome Michelle Malazaki. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh, you were able to say my name. I'm so happy because <laughs> I went to some venue and I must just keep on going back and they are like, oh, I, I can't say your name. It's so hard. I can't say it. I'm like, okay, this is how you say it. Malazaki. And they're like, you can't say that, but that's how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy still call me Malinsky, like Lipsky. 
you know what ski means in Japanese? No. Like, do you know what dib means in Japanese? Mm-mm. Fatty. So, Mr. <laughs> Dibski means I like fatties. Oh, <laughs> I say something I'm not supposed to tell you, but hey, okay. I said it already. I can't take it back. Um, just holding the microphone, it's not connected to anything, but it just makes me feel a little bit more comfortable to hold something close to my mouth. I'll put it away. Okay. <laughs> I didn't see every time I go to open mic, I learn new things. I didn't know Alf was a was not a documentary. <laughs> I watch a lot of American sitcoms, and that's why I came to America to become a housewife. <laughs> so easy to be a housewife in America. All you have to do is move the nose. <laughs> Everything gets done. <laughs> I'm still practicing, but it's still not working. I went to, so when I first came to visit America, I went to Missouri and people asked me, is your dad a samurai? (laughs) (laughs) But then I asked them, is your dad a carpenter? (laughs) I thought all the white dads are carpenters, like (laughs) Laura Ingalls. On Little House on Prairie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then it was like many, many years ago, but the one of the boys in Missouri asked me, Oh, I I, I saw this thing on a on a car that I've never seen before. You it's like, I don't know, I've never seen it before. I'm like, wow, what is that? And the guy said, oh, it's called eight trap. You don't have that in Japan, do you? I'm like, no, I've never seen it. I've only seen CDs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that was a long time ago. I'm, I'm Gen X and my husband is a boomer. And my, because I, we started late, my son is a, Zoomer, (laughs) my daughter is Gen Alpha, (laughs) but according to the paper, Gen Alpha's parents are millennials, so I'm a millennial too. (laughs) (laughs) The deck, wow! (laughs) I'm a um, gifted musician on my instrument, yeah, musical rooter. (laughs) <laughs> it's a real thing there musical rotor what I got it at TJ Maxx and let me play this for you okay <laughs> this is a great instrument for somebody like me who's married to a guy who went to Catholic school <laughs> If he does something I don't like, I just have to go. I get everything done. (laughs) I'm not a Catholic, but I'm married to Catholic because I'm smart. (laughs) I I can't get divorced, but he can't. 
<laughs> I'm set for life. <laughs> I am learning Italian, and I learned that they describe people like me, mozzarella stick, like no curve, uh. <laughs> very hot in a wrong way, <laughs> and cheesy. I went to the hospital yesterday, but there's nothing wrong with me. I just wanted to have somebody touch me. <laughs> and my health insurance pay for my physical. <laughs> it feels like it's been five minutes. Is it five minutes? It has been just about exactly five oh, yeah. minutes. Thank you so much. Thank Yay. you. Yay. Yay. Michelle Malazaki. Uh, Thank you. And um, every once in a while, we put somebody on stage that needs to work a few things out. Michelle, great for being. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, you were funny as hell. As hell. Um, okay, so our next performer, uh, also a returnee who's been away for a little while, but is coming back. Um, and we discussed before the show started uh, what part of the uh, upstate New York area he lived in. And he may, he may talk about that. He may not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't write his jokes for him. But I want a big round of applause. We're small but mighty tonight. Frank Moshman. Yeah. Frank Moshman, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, thank you. So, earlier today, I'm an IT person. My title is software tester. There are some people who do cybersecurity work. There's actually a title called penetration tester. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> I'm not making that up. In fact, I went online and I couldn't believe there's a thousand openings. <laughs> now, I'd be very happy to change IT jobs for horizontal movement. <laughs> I would certainly consider an entry-level position. <laughs> Hello. In fact, Hello. I might even take an unpaid internship. <laughs> now, when you see job listings, for penetration testers, some of the things may have a slightly different meaning. For example, salary based on experience. No dress code. <laughs> All work is hands-on. Pay for performance. Potential for growth. <laughs> Latecomers need not apply. <laughs> Have you heard of a place called Intercourse, Pennsylvania? Oh, yeah. Hello. Intercourse happens to be 10 miles from Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> You're almost there. One hour from Virginville, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Four hours from Climax, Pennsylvania. In fact, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, Linda and I know people live on the intersection of Seaman and Cumming. <laughs> <laughs> now, they were considering what the name Intercourse, what were they considering? Coitus, Pennsylvania, Copulate, Pennsylvania? 
Anyway, I like to make hotel reservation in advance, and sometimes I'll call the Best Western 800 number. Does this sound okay? I call the Best Western. Jackie picks up. She has a nice voice. Hi, Jackie. My name is Frank Marshall. What's your rating availability for Denver United June 2nd? That's okay, right? Suppose I call back. Jackie picks up with the sexy voice. Hi, Jackie. My name is Frank Marshman. What's your rate and availability for intercourse tonight at June 2nd? <laughs> in fact, I just submitted my taxes. I got in trouble with the IRS. I actually wrote on my taxes. I have three dependents, dark chocolate, strawberry daiquiris, and Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Last August, Linda and I celebrated our 22-year anniversary. Thank you. I thought I'd get a standing <laughs> I thought I'd get a standing ovulation. <laughs> uh, I can't say I'm an expert in this area, but I understand the number one cause of divorce is marriage. I don't know how Linda feels about this, but I still carry around a photo of my ex. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> now... Linda and I get along well. It's a very funny way of keeping me in line. She goes, Frank, if you give me a hard time, I won't give you a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> and before I met Linda, I've had hundreds of psychotic ex-girlfriends. And, <laughs> and things actually worked out with one of them. Then it ended kind of abruptly. I gave her a ring. And she gave me the finger. <laughs> Before I met Linda, I did terrible with pickup lines. I said to a woman, I'm a famous chess player. She goes, really? Yes. I'm looking to meet a woman to make some moves on. Huh. Like at my age, I do far better at chess than I do with women. It's easy to get meted. And I went with a coronavirus joke. I know we've all been asked to take special precautions because of the coronavirus. I think that maybe I'm taking it a little bit too far. When I go outside, not only do I wear a mask, but I'll wear goggles, <laughs> spacesuit, <laughs> and a condom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> It pays to plan, right, Frank? Because um, you never know. You just <laughs> never know. Chuck, Chuck taught me that condom lesson because he's always looking out for that certain special anybody. Um, what are condoms? <laughs> Would you say? What are condoms? What are condoms? Aren't those like co-ops, but a little different? Huh? Condoms are the reason you didn't die in the 80s. <laughs> oh, Very true. oh. Um, be that as it may, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that was then never mind. Math, they're like masks for your wiener. Danny Rydell coming in with the heat. She hasn't even performed yet. She's already got an above average joke on the board. Music. On the board. And don't think I don't keep track, everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have a so, scoreboard. Um, we've got a couple of people who have confused me. Uh, they're going to come up in Syriatum. And uh, the first one, her her ID says that she's in Chicago, but apparently she's not. I um, am. Pardon me? 
I am in Chicago. You are in Chicago. Yeah, where are you? <laughs> oh, Josh, I'm in Parker, uh, which okay. is in Colorado. And yeah. uh, I, and Josh is in Atlanta? Yeah. Oh. Everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, that's how I felt with my ex. It's like, it was good. No, it was good. Um, is it just, does this count against Laura's time? This no, this happen. doesn't count against her time. I haven't even pushed okay, the button good. yet. I haven't even good. pushed the button. <laughs> I haven't even pushed the button yet. I'm just saying, I'm glad things are good. Okay, I'm glad things are good. Wow. We'll talk later. And, um, you know, like when I just before I broke up with my girlfriend, before I, I met the woman that I married, you know, um, a traveling salesman. Um, was giving her mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation when I came home one night after law school, and and um, it was good because he saved he saved her life and um, me a lot of years of misery. So it, it all worked out. I'm, I'm just I mean, we're not even talking about me now, and I don't know why you drag me into this every week, you bastards. Just, oh, drag me into these personal revelations that I don't want to give. I don't want to give them. I'm a very private person. But somehow you just suck it out of me. Suck it out of me. All right, never mind. Uh, this is a very funny person who's coming on the stage now. Thank God. Virtually. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. That really is. Um, and man, how imagine how much pain I'd be in right now if I gave a shit what you thought. <laughs> Our next performer, however, is not going to have that problem because she's funnier in her own right. R-I-G-H-T, for those of you who are scoring. Please welcome Laura Hug. <laughs> now I'm pushing the button, okay? Ned. Okay. Right. Um, so it's Passover and I, um, before the pandemic, I often did, I worked side job as a caterer and I would always work for this Jewish family at Passover time, helping them serve their family party. I'm not from a religious family. I'm not from a big family. So I really liked this job in particular because all of their kids and their grandkids would come and a lot of different guests. And then they would have the Passover ceremony uh, before dinner. And, it, you know, there were prayers and people were reciting things and little plays or they call them skits. And then the kids would go around and search for the hidden matzah and then grandpa would give them money. And it was just one, the afikoma. Yeah. And uh, it was really, really fun. And a lot, some of it they would do in Hebrew and some they would do in English. So I didn't catch everything, but I liked all of it. And, but there was one prayer that the father would always um, say, and he usually said it in English. And it was really special every time he would start the Passover by saying, for the love of God, will all of you just sit down already and get this thing started? You're going to give me a heart attack. Shut up already. So um, it was really beautiful. I don't know how it translates in Hebrew, but if you do know, feel free to put it in the chat. So I'm sad that I didn't get to celebrate them this year. Uh, I am not using my degree. Can't use what you don't have. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> I, I did have an extra year of high school and I'm pretty sure I'm not using that either. 
Uh, <laughs> I can tell you that the one course of education I completed is, you know, I'm a certified improviser here in Chicago. I went through the beginning level and conservatory program of improv comedy at Second City. So, and I was talking about this with another comic and they said, do you improvise anymore? And I said, oh, you know, only like, not really, only in a pinch, like an improv emergency. Uh, and then I realized I've never actually been called to an improv emergency. Uh, I've never been at some sort of public place, like a restaurant and had somebody collapse and have someone else yell out, quick, is there anybody here that could advance the scene? Um, <laughs> I've never been able to run over and use my skills like, all right, here's what I need. I need a location that fits in this restaurant and a relationship like a doctor and a nurse. Uh, but uh, what I am saying, though, is that if need be, I am a first yes ander. So... <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you get your shot earlier? Yeah, that's how uh, I got it. That's how I got it. Um, the uh, what I um, what I was doing in high school was, you know, I was uh, taking down the man by putting up my mohawk. I was a punk rocker, you know, in school. That's what I focused on. Uh, yeah, I I was a punk rocker. I can say that because I'm not anymore. Because when you are, you're not allowed to say it because that's poser fucking bullshit, and people should just fucking know. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did. My motto when I was young was drink, fight, fuck, uh, taken from a Gigi Allen song. And uh, now it's live, laugh, love. And I paid for it at the home goods department at Marshall's. Um, <laughs> there's a slight chip in my motto, but you can't see it from the mantle. So... Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I wasn't really, you know, I, to be honest, that for me, it was more of a fashion decision uh, to be a punk, like, because when I, you know, when I went out as a punk, it just made a lot of sense, because when I went out, I was always going to come home with, um, you know, my makeup smeared around my eyes, my tights ripped and half my head shaved anyway. So I was like, let's just cut out the middleman, you know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I do feel some guilt now. I do try to, um, I do try to uh, give back now. I, I go around sometimes when I'm on a walk and I pick up litter and I try to do that, um, trying to make up for all the damage I did to the environment uh, when I was putting up my mohawk in the public, you know, in the Western bathroom on Fountain Square in Cincinnati. Um, but I also do that not just to give back, but also because um, I pick up litter because I have court mandated community service in my blood. Um, <laughs> really, if my family had a crest, it should be a neon vest with two of those garbage sticks and uh, like a maybe a an ankle monitor at the bottom flanked by a fleur-de-lis just for the fancy members of our family that don't say ain't. So, all right, that's all I'm going to do. Thanks very much. Yay. That's great. That's great. Um, love Danny. Love everybody here. Love Paula. 
Danny just put something in the uh, in the chat that I thought was hilarious, uh, <laughs> and uh, and um, picked up on picked up on Laura's thing. Um, I couldn't help noticing how incredibly blue Laura's eyes are, and um, my guess is that's a whole sobriety thing, right? Because they were probably red before, basically. Yeah, well, those are, that all actually brings out the blue even more. But does you know, it really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can't have everything. It really looks like it almost looks like your eyes are Christmas ornaments. <laughs> that's what I was going for. How how sad that you had to stop drinking. Um, <laughs> But at any rate, our next our next performer um, is in Atlanta, but everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's a commuter relationship in a pandemic when you're not allowed to commute. But it's fine. There's probably nothing wrong at all. Not no. It's a it's perfectly fine, and he's very funny. He understands the political world like nobody else, and um, makes it funny in a way that I uh, envy. And I'm a very small, petty man, so not that it takes much, but I envy it in a big way. At any rate, please welcome Josh DiDonato. Thank you. Yes. My busybody Langworthy. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm on no. your side. I bet you are. I'm. Uh, everything is fine. You know, I just, uh, I just got my sh first... A shot of the vaccine today. So uh, very, very excited. You know, in a few weeks, I'll get the second shot. And I tell you what, I can't wait to get back to worrying about getting cancer. You know, <laughs> <laughs> get our priorities straight again, huh? All right. Um, uh, yeah, Donald Trump uh, is apparently... Uh, saying that he's gonna start a social network uh, platform, um, which uh, I don't know if I love his chances because uh, to start a whole new social media platform, it takes hard work and competence, which uh, I don't find him to be uh, real long on. Um, I think, I mean, the thing, the point is he just wants to, you know, build uh, the suckers. And I, I think there's a way easier way uh, that he could do that. You just get an only only fans account, you know, and just there's, I'm sure there's 20 million people who would fork over a hundred bucks a month, you know, and just instead of dick pics, just, you know, post that hot hate. And, uh, I think it's, uh, I think that'd be an easier call for him. It is weird being, uh, a white person uh, who wants to do something about white supremacy, you know, which is not uh, new, you know, it's been with us since before the founding of this country, but it's just, it's gotten so that, uh, you know, it, we need to do more uh, about white supremacy. You know, they just picked up uh, more leaders of the Proud Boys uh, for their part in planning the January 6th attack. And the Proud Boys are a hate group, if you're not familiar. And, you know, Something that uh, white supremacists, uh, a phrase they'll use to kind of clean up what they're about is they'll talk about white pride, you know? And uh, I don't know, I've just decided I can't be on the sidelines anymore and I have to get involved. So I've decided uh, that I'm starting the white shame movement. <laughs> uh, that uh, to counteract the Proud Boys, uh, I'm uh, starting a love group. 
and uh, we're calling ourselves the Ashamed Lads. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, working on the GoFundMe now. Uh, you know, there's a lot to answer for. Uh, you know, white people, uh, we've got we've got a lot of stuff. You know, that we need to uh, address. You know, slavery. Dave Matthews Band. There's been a lot of atrocities <laughs> over the years. Um, I've been thinking about uh, what the difference is between getting tattooed and getting me tooed. <laughs> you can get rid of a tattoo. Uh, I think me tooes seem to be pretty permanent. Um, okay, yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of a, a quote. Uh, it's, it's actually often misquoted, but it's, it's, uh, it was George Washington um, when he cut down a cherry tree who said, I like big butts and oh. I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. You know, I just, I want, before I go, I just want to mention something, you know, it, uh, a lot of uh, comics, new and veteran, will uh, will make jokes um, about the size of their penis, you know, and uh, which, you know, it's fine. It's free country. Do whatever you want. Uh, you know, they'll either say that it's small or imply that it's big. And, you know, I for me, as an audience member, I just want to say I don't need to hear jokes like that anymore. You know, that you can do whatever you want. But, you know, I think it's I think I'm just jealous you know, because uh, I can't write a joke like that um, because I don't know my real size. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I haven't lost my baby penis yet. And so when I do, <laughs> and then my real one comes in, then, you know, then we'll know more, but. Till then. <laughs> you guys are being really mean right now. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I, guess, I guess he's gone off um to be fine because everything's fine. <laughs> you know, I just want to be remembered as the guy who did the most with what he had. That's all, you know. <laughs> size is just a construct, like gender. Um, <laughs> or gravity. The fact that it's, that it's measurable in the real world? No, no. You know, that's just, okay. uh, that's just the man trying to keep you down, so to speak. <laughs> oh, my God. This show took a turn early, you know. I feel, I feel responsible. Chuck, I feel responsible. I took us down a, a, an ugly road from the very beginning. Um, what did you do? I don't know what I did. Um, <laughs> we had a nice little show. No, we had a nice, show. Had a nice little thing going here, and I, and I blew it. I ruined it. Um, and somebody left. I don't know who it was, but I guess they couldn't take all of the uh, references. Quality. Right. But Sorry. It's, all right. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. Everything's fine. Um, so um, next up, uh, every once in a while, you meet a comic and you just hit it off right away. And you just know this guy's going to be great. And 
he's going to go places in show business and you just feel that you get a chance to work with him from time to time and um that guy couldn't make it tonight so <laughs> <laughs> i thought while we were waiting outrage. he put on ned right you know uh, that's fine mike you know we kid around mike i've i've known mike langworthy for well i don't know well over 20 years and we've been friends for like maybe four so uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of those one of those people that makes it special um just by not showing up. So thanks, Mike. That was lovely. Uh, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Uh, it's, uh, as you know, it's March Madness now, or as I call it, the annual four-week assault on my masculinity. Uh, I don't know anything about, I love sports. I, like, I don't know anything about college basketball. I, I don't even like professional basketball. And college basketball is like pro basketball, only it's not as good and there's nothing at stake. So I don't get the point of any of this i uh and my brother's really into it he's like he's like ned nc state and gazanga what do you think and i'm like what's a gazanga <laughs> why do they have a team like why are you asking ned ned i want you to look at my brackets i'm like you know what james i might as well just look at your chest x-ray that would be equally fruitful that's how much i know about this shit okay don't show me your brackets just just find something else to do so that's underway, and I'm glad to hear that you're all on the same boat with me. It's also Easter uh, Easter week. This is the only week. Uh, Easter is the only time of year that I send out a big shout out to my peeps. Um, okay, not candy lovers. That's fine. That's okay. Um, Easter Sunday is a big day. I spend the day driving around, uh, visiting my elderly, crabby, cranky relatives. Uh, I call it the Stations of the Cross. And it's an annual tradition. Wow, nothing. Okay, um, this too will pass. It's fine. Looking forward <laughs> to Easter itself. Um, my girlfriend wants to go to church. That's fine. She, but there's this church she really likes. It's this gigantic church. And and I'm like, you know, this is a this is a mega church. She goes, no, no, it's not. I go, you know, honey, if you go to church and the congregation is batting around a giant beach ball during this, that's a mega church it's it's big it's a very big no no i said honey um if you go to church and the opening act is white snake that is a mega <laughs> that's a big big that is a large yeah. if during the concert you know we had the, our seats were so bad from where we were sitting the consecration was just a rumor that's how that's how large that's that's that that'll give you a like a layman sense of how yeah. big this place was you were far so away is what you're saying it, oh i'll say that's that's a that's that's the least of it um so so enough about that um it's funny i come from a very religious family I'm, my, actually ned is not my real name that's a, that's a stage name uh my actual my parents wanted us all to have biblical names uh and by the time they got around to me the only one left was judas so that's my actual name. And uh, it's, it's not a great name to have, especially during job interviews. So Judas, uh, we're gonna have to run a security check. Yeah, you know, if you, you know what I'm saying. Uh, how much does it pay? It pays 30 pieces of silver a week. You probably get that. <laughs> that's, I'm just teasing Judas, I'm just teasing. But uh, you know, it could have been worse. You know, 
asked my twin sister, Sodom and Gomorrah. They, they didn't like their names either. So, uh, okay, not Bible readers. That's good. That's good. That's fine, because I'm not either. I, uh, actually, if I had twin daughters, I would name them Alexa and Siri and just watch the phone. Hello. Hello. Come get daddy up. You know, it would be nonstop laughs. You have two kids with eye twitches at like age three. That would be so great. Um, what, else was, what else is in the news? Uh, you know, I hate my, my cell phone because it's, uh, it's digital and digital objects are, are evil. They all hate me. Computers, uh, remote control devices, iPads, anything like this is evil. And that's just a fact. But the, what I really hate about my cell phone is you can't slam it down in somebody's ear. You know, when I was growing up, you could say, you know what? I got a better idea. Why don't you go fuck yourself? Slam. And it was like, <laughs> now I'm like, you know, I got a better idea. Why don't you go fuck yourself? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Wait, so, I'll be right. Hold on. Hold on. So it's not as effective. I find it to be less effective. And uh, so that's my thoughts on that. Uh, I, I'd like to thank you all for keeping the noise down during my set. It helps me remember the uh, That absolute funereal silence is key to, to my magic when I do on stage. So thanks for that. And um, on this, the last night of my show business career, I want to thank the little people. Uh, you know who you are. You're out there. And um, I guess that's all I have for tonight. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. It's so quaint that he thinks this is the last night instead of years ago. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. But be that oh, as it may, you know, here's the thing. Ned and I, Ned and I really go back a long ways. And we have been, we have known each other for 20 years, and we have been friends for four, you know, separated by six, eight years at a time. Yeah. Um, and then I say something like what I said in introducing him tonight, and it's over for another four years. But over, either here or over. there. Um, you, you're just gonna have to take my word on it. But he's <laughs> a really funny guy. Um, <laughs> Honestly, he is. No, There's he other examples of him being I, funny. I swear. I've read some <laughs> of his jokes. Um, <laughs> he used to write for some of the. Uh, hmm mainstream television shows um, some of the big shots yeah yeah he was uh he was a big shot on uh mm. um pardon the interruption no what what was it again the one with uh bill maher uh, ernie, ernie kovacs uh, yes ernie think. kovacs right he he was the yeah. first guy that took a picture of the severed head when he had the accident but any let's not get into that um <laughs> yeah i tell these references that are so obscure why why do i do this so good so just good. showing off, just showing off. Yep. Hey, look, I had no life at all as a child. It's about you. I, I did nothing but sit in a library and read show business biographies. Mm -hmm. Fun yeah. stuff. Wish, wish you were me, anybody? All right. Um, <laughs> just about everybody, I would imagine. I wish I was anyway, you. Anyway, here's the thing. I wish I was you. Because uh, today I went to the park. And encountered a bit. And now that I have the two of you, expert geniuses, comedy, life, and such, um, I asked the world to present me with some material. Uh, like, uh, as soon as the pandemic is over, I should be able to return to playing Vegas. So big deal. Mm -hmm. And I got to put together a set. And I realized a lot of my pre-COVID stuff 
is gone. You, mm-hmm. you know, so um, when I was at the park today, uh, I had an observation that um, I'm the, the man. Like men can be called the man as strangers, like at the grocery store or at a park or anywhere where there might be parents who have small children. They're like, today my basketball went away from me. And a little boy was like, he passed me the ball and his mom was like, give it to the man. And I was like, I'm the man, I get it, I get it. And then I realized (laughs) like right then that women are never give it to the woman. It's it's always something far more judgmental if it's said by a mother. Like I just couldn't picture a mother not saying to their child, like give it, give the ball back to the woman. I'm like that doesn't get said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just uh, everything I know about you know ladies that I've learned through comedy clubs and my experience <laughs> as a gay male tells me. Women be bitches sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's where I'm at in the bit. I just, I, I, I tried to isolate that if, if it's a straight male to a female, the, then there's some flirting. If it's a gay male to a female, then there's a respect for gender differences and maybe a compliment of an outfit. If it's mm-hmm. a lesbian woman to a straight woman, then there's better flirting. And then straight woman to straight woman is just where I was. My notes are snide judgments. <laughs> I don't know where the jokes are. Like, uh, I think if it's a lesbian to a straight woman, you say, honey, give the ball back to Karen. <laughs> it's also... It's also... Give the ball. No, just fucking keep the ball. Yeah, that's that's another that's another thing. Fucking keep the ball, man. Yeah. When it's a lesbian talking to the yeah. other one. Also for uh, old timers like the patriarchy. Give the ball back to the nice lady. I, how do I know she's nice? She could be a monster. I mean, nice right. lady. Kind of um, patriarchal. And, so this played out right in front of me because there was as I sat on the bench. Uh, there was uh, a group of guys uh, playing frisbee rugby or some version of that, and I was trying mm. to figure out if it was a gay group because uh, uh, just by the time of day and that it was all guys and uh, the amount of shirts off this early in the season. Mm. Uh, mm. And as far as eye candy goes, it was more candy than I. Um, <laughs> Shirts versus folding skins. Um, And for the comedians who are on in a bit, uh, I'm almost done. Um, (laughs) No, it's fine. I didn't mind in the middle of my show. It's a seminar. You know, I was like, uh, I have the two of them. I'm going to ask the questions, and that's how my set is going to go today. Um, (laughs) So, uh, and then the only other joke I wrote was uh, playing basketball and missed a rebound. My ball goes rolling like the Biden economy. Not too fast, but still out of reach for me. <laughs> mm. uh, and you were saying little help. You need to lean into help. the uh, unathletic stuff. Right. And then um, I have a story. That, like, So when you go looking for comedy, sometimes it happens. So as I'm sitting at the bench, a woman comes up and asks if 
they could sit with me. And essentially she's just politely asking, could a much older man, her friend uh, in his eighties, sit at the park bench and in COVID politeness, of course I gave up the bench and cleared the seat. They were gonna sit with me, but you know, like um, guy turns out to be old band leader from town, taught at the local high school. And he says, uh, finds out, or I mentioned where I teach comedy. Uh, so we talk teaching, but he goes, uh, I'm gonna tell you a joke. And so immediately I go, well, this is getting said on open mic tonight. Um, <laughs> and so then he coached me how to tell me the joke. So this is your, one of you has to ask, um, hey, I heard you are the world's greatest Polish actor. That's your first line. That's your first line. Then there's one more line, Mike. Um, why are you the world's greatest Polish actor? So first yeah. line, who we'll you were. So, uh, I'll, I'll give you the answer each time. Okay. Um, Chuck? Mike? I hear that you're the world's greatest Polish actor. Oh, yes. That's uh, embarrassing. I don't bring it up often, but I am, in fact, the world's greatest Polish actor. Why, why are you the world's Timing. greatest? Timing! <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> uh, go ahead, Ned, but I swear that's the joke he told me. We're going to run that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Ned's going to have a tip for you in the chat. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm really done. Uh, thanks for letting oh, me that was... try material. Now back to Mike I met, I met a very successful man in show business once named Sheldon Leonard. Some people know who he is. A lot of people don't. Incredibly famous in his day, especially as a producer. And mm -hmm. uh, so you're saying uh, he was at a golf driving range, just hanging out. I was there, and uh, I said, "You're Sheldon Leonard. I worshipped you for years." And he go and he responds with an agent's walking down the street. He steps in some dog shit. He looks down and he says, oh my God, I'm melting. <laughs> 89 years old at the time. Well, wow. got it. Okay, anyway, our next performer has been very patient and um, we love her here. She's been, she's been on this show many times and I hope we'll be on the show many more. Please welcome Paula Maddox. Yay. Hello, hello. Well, you know what I like to do in the beginning, Mike? I like to give you the good clap. You know, the kind you can tell your mom about to thank you. Hosting the mic. Yeah. I'm not going to give it to Chuck because he gets into his own kind of fun. You know what I mean? I'm just going to let that boy roam free. <laughs> what do you want? Good idea. I adore you guys, but thank you. Um, yeah, um, I can't thank the neighbor for the internet anymore because I think he found out and I think he cut me off. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm stealing from the now I'm stealing from the other neighbor. <laughs> He's got better bandwidth, you know. <laughs> oh, that right there is turning trauma into treasure, y'all. I don't enjoy borrowing the neighbor from the people next door. Or the neighbor from the people next door. <laughs> oh. I accidentally locked myself up a long time ago uh, on purpose because um, I wanted to get married and have kids. And man, has it just changed all my fucking plans. Can I tell you? Like, yeah, you can't see any bars, but I'm locked up just as fucking tight. Let me tell you. Um, 
It's all right. It'll be fine. The good thing about that is the kids weren't <laughs> bastards. So, hey, <laughs> I got that right. You know, that shit's kind of hard when you're young. You don't know which decisions are going to last a lifetime. You know, like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, and all my kids have the same dad. So I, I think that's pretty cool. You know, yeah. None of my sisters could do that. So score one for me. Yeah. <laughs> who didn't know? Who, who knew that doesn't go away? Like sibling rivalry? I thought that would like die out over time. Nope. It's just like the hurt man. It keeps coming back. Any fucking chance it gets. So bad. So bad. Uh, speaking of STDs, I have found out why they don't put pregnancy on the list of STDs, y'all. Yeah. It's so that Mother Nature can find fools faster. <laughs> yeah. You know, I read Origin of the Species, and I wish he would have told me that it doesn't hurt when you get naturally selected, for one, right? And for two, I wish he would have told me it's hard watching dumb fucks be naturally selected. You know, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, the things you learn, you know. I mean, so this uh, pandemic... It's been stressful, um, so I'm deciding I'm, I'm going to court a new addiction. Um, I'm going to pick the addiction this time. Yeah. Because the last time I let one sneak up on me, it was donuts, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it is not cool to be addicted to donuts, even though I'm fat and it's a cliche. It's really not. Like, you know, it's really not. <laughs> and in my, in my defense, in this podunk town I live in, the donut shop never fucking closes. And that's me, right? Yeah. At least the crack house closes at sunup. Cool. <laughs> it's just fucking. There's no rehab for the shit, so you have to realize how fucked up you are, and then fix it. <laughs> that hurts. Who's gonna ask for fucking help? Like, yo, man, I was down the fucking donut shop, man. I was like this fucking glaze, <laughs> combo glaze. You know what I mean? It's not fucking cool. <laughs> Oh, at least I'm role modeling better behavior for my children. You know, like, don't do what mommy done did. You know what I mean? So bad. Yeah, half of them were, like, past where I was when I got married and had kids. So I really can't tell them shit. Like, you know, can't tell them nothing. Yeah. Um, I also chose not to spank my kids. Um, loud and proud. Came out the closet. Not going to spank them. So bad. <laughs> so bad, you guys. My dad will come up to me every so often. He says, well, you know, since you don't spank, it's going to take a really long time to raise the dumb out of those kids. Right, honey? <laughs> wait, 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 try to say that. <laughs> He's on, you think cleaning your room was bad, honey? I'm like, dad, stop. <laughs> I gotta go home and put a smile on the face, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's been fun. I'm not spanking him, so I have to do sneaky stuff like trick them, trap them, tape them. <laughs> <laughs> Videotape, not packaging tape, though. It's fucking tempting, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, to get content for that, like, that'll get me a lot of content and at time in the clink, I'm sure. Like, that's too easy to be loud. You know, like, too fucking easy. Uh, but real quick, I had a kid a few years ago. He had some weed on him. And mommy didn't smoke weed because she didn't want to fuck him up. And I find out he's got weed. I can't get it off of him. Nothing works. I had his peers put pressure on him. Nothing fucking works. 
And then I faked a phone call from the vice principal of the school. <laughs> yeah. I, told, I told him that the canine unit was coming in the morning because he had got that weed from the police chief's son. Small town living, man. It comes in handy, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Mommy, what are we going to do? I said, babe, I don't know if you know this, but every kid gets the one where your mom will save your tail. Yours came early. It's not my fault, but I help you. So he runs away and he comes back and he's got this box and the box is dirty, dusty looking. And it hits me. That little fucker buried it. Who knew he was smart enough to bury shit, you guys? (laughs) 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 So how can I be mad mad? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I blessed his sins and I smoked that shit to my head when I went to bed that night and had a massive panic attack. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's parenting. You think you're getting the kids, you're not. You're getting yourself. So don't do it. Take your birth control. Stay out of the parent hood. Thank you very much, Mike. Yeah. Talk to everybody. You're great. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Paula. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. You know, sometimes you don't just laugh, you learn on this show. And mm-hmm. Paula, mm-hmm. she made us laugh and learn. I learned to laugh. Oh, there you go, buddy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, wait. You no, know, it's, it's something you have to learn over again after you've spent years as a comedy writer because you, your entire life is going, well, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, thank you again, Paula. You're lovely. And uh, you were very funny tonight. Um, thank you. Our next performer uh, was very, very generous with her time. And she sprinted over here from another mic and spent some time uh, being very patient and waiting and um, I'm going to bring her right on. Um, no, it's not Jessica Misra. <laughs> <laughs> it's Danny Rydell. Danny Rydell, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Thank you very much. And I need to say that Paula is absolutely right. Like sugar is actually addictive. Like like drugs are addictive in your freaking brain and it's a pro like I, it's a problem for me because i am hypoglycemic so it's a big problem because let me tell you sugar is crazy addictive like meth level addictive and my mother-in-law is it's walter white <laughs> dangerous situation other than that my marriage is pretty healthy <laughs> which, I, which I realize is bad for my image as a comedian. So I usually just refer to my husband as my first husband. Um, <laughs> so a few minutes ago, and I need to apologize to all of you for not laughing more loudly tonight because I, uh, my first husband came up to the attic, which is where I do comedy now. And uh, as you will notice at some point when I turn to the side tonight, I am in fact Jewish. And uh, there is, yes, something uniquely fucked up about that, I'm aware. Uh, But my first husband came upstairs and requested that I laugh more softly because uh, he's in a meeting. He works remotely with people on, you know, other countries with different time zones. And so, you know, it's a thing. So normally it's the other way around. Like I'll be, I'll be trying to like get attention and he'll be like, I'm working. And he's all nice about it. He comes up tonight, tells me to laugh more quietly. And I'm like, I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it's Passover, you guys, it's Passover. I think Passover is way cooler than Easter. Uh, mostly because it's mine, but like, but also like Passover is really cool on its own. And like, we didn't 
have to borrow any like bunny and egg traditions from pagans to make it fun for people. Passover's just <laughs> It's the story of our emancipation from Egypt in 1440 BC, which if you don't know, is basically like the Bible's equivalent of 2020. <laughs> and that's the reason I think that the Jews in Egypt during Exodus were probably amazing comedians. The material <laughs> from the strife. I, I can just imagine my ancestors just getting, I'm just being like, you guys, what's the deal with these plagues? <laughs> Which is how I imagine that all my ancestors talked, of course. Uh, <laughs> but seriously, you guys, Pharaoh said that, you know, the plagues would be over by Easter. But then Moses turned the river to blood and he called it fake news. Talk about <laughs> denial. <laughs> But what are we going to have to do to get this guy to let us go? Kill his firstborn? Yeah. <laughs> Even then, Pharaoh is such a schmuck. I'm sure he would let us go, change his mind in like 10 minutes. And of course, since we're the chosen people, you know, he'd come after us and we'd be in some awkward situation. Like, I don't know, in the middle of the Red Sea, in the hot sun with all our bread dough turning to crackers. <laughs> Moses is in the audience like, dude, stop giving God ideas. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my, I don't have a Jewish last name um, because I did marry a German man, which I had to because after I told my parents that I wasn't going to law school, uh, they were still alive. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, no my, my, my family, my Jewish family, they're they're mostly great. Uh, they came over to this country from the old country, which was uh, pick one. And uh, <laughs> in uh, the, the early 1900s, uh, at, you know, while Hitler was still busy getting rejected from art school. <laughs> so I'm the first comedian in my family, but uh, <laughs> they had good timing. <laughs> <laughs> Me not so much. I quit drinking during the Trump administration. Jeez. <laughs> a rough year, everybody. Oh, my God. But you know what? Let's stick together. Let's be good humans to each other and do nice things for each other. Yeah. Uh, I, for example, uh, sent Melania Trump a vibrator. You know, and <laughs> I just need to mention one other thing, because. I really, really hate to perpetuate negative Jewish stereotypes, but one, I don't think there's any such thing as Karens. I think it's just a bunch of shiksa bitches appropriating my culture. <laughs> and <laughs> then there's the stereotype that we're bad at sports. Stereotype that we're bad at sports. Uh, yeah, the space laser was supposed to hit Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> I'm Danny Rydell. Happy Passover. Have a great night. Yeah. Yay. Rydell, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I will forego the uh, Greece high school reference. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to do some announcements real quick, and then I'm going to bring up our uh, next performer and um, headliner for this evening, as it, as it turns out. Unless I decide to do a couple of jokes at the end, then why wouldn't I, you know? 
here's a big thing. Magic Moments is an organization. Unfortunately, the pandemic has really uh, hurt a lot of live performing. And this is such a great organization. I help to write a musical every year with this organization, which is a special needs friendly uh, live theater group. And <clears throat> they put on a full length a full length review. All of the music is from ASCAP and BMI. So you can be assured if you go to this thing that the melodies of every song will be wonderful. And the lyrics are repurposed to help the story of the show. My, we live in Denver because my daughter is developmentally disabled and also a huge uh, musical theater fan. And she gets to perform in these shows, which are large cast between 150 and 200 people in the cast. They range in age from four to 80. And um, the, somehow the people who put the shows on find a meaningful way to use everybody in the show, no matter how developmentally disabled they may be or how typically developing they may be. Um, it's really a remarkable thing to see. Um, in the short run, if you can uh, go on magicmomentsinc.org and donate some money to them, everybody will be greatly appreciative. In the long run, uh, if you keep coming to these mics, I'll be telling you when we start doing the next show. This was supposed to be performance week for this year, and it didn't happen because of the pandemic. I'm bummed, but it's a great thing. Okay, next. The show's ready to go, though, right? Uh, the last one you wrote that closed. Yeah, the show, we, we had to cancel the last one a week before opening. Right, and so it's still in box. Completely done and fully rehearsed, but they're, you know, um, here's the way things work. Uh, we raise money for Elevating Connections, which is a group that uh, provides connecting events for youth who are separated from their siblings by foster care. And one of the things they'd love to do is take their youth to see Mike Langworthy's production at Magic Moments. So isn't that fun? That's what we did uh, the, during the pandemic. We just, you know, we're saintly. Um, yeah. Mike, we're generally just fucking amazingly good people. And uh, um, it's, sometimes I feel bad for other people. You yeah, know? you know, um, there's a lot of good people out there, but they just don't do it as good as we do. No, they're not. So, and they're, especially everybody on this show, everybody on this show is really good. They're just not quite as good. They're trying, uh, but that's why they're here. Um, so uh, regardless, uh, we've had we've had fun tonight making people laugh, and it's a great to take a break. And just uh, highlight that uh, we do like to spotlight a few great charities and Elevating Connections does some cool things. Uh, and they're available at elevatingconnections.org. Uh, we donate 10% of our virtual event fees, which <clears throat> just saying, just booked a private gig less than half hour ago. Uh, so, you know, I'm producing shows and I'm booking gigs like a motherfucker, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and so we'll turn you back to the Mike Langworthy Theater live at the Colorado Comedy Show Virtual Event Center. And yeah. uh, we'll bring you back to Mike Langworthy. And I believe our final performer for the evening is the time for our headliner. Final performer for the evening who has just grown by leaps and bounds since he first started coming here. Uh, he's the best thing to come out of Toledo uh, since, well, ever, to be honest with you. <laughs> ever come out of uh, I used to say uh, that you lost 50 IQ points as soon as you um, crossed the state line from Michigan to uh, Ohio. 
and um, <laughs> that's because Toledo's right on the other side of the state line. Um, however, this guy uh, puts a lie to the whole thing, and you guys are going to love him. His his name is Jeffrey Burden II. I don't know why, but he'll take <laughs> on won't. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Uh, give it up for Mike, everybody, the host. And uh, we really appreciate uh, the producer, Chuck, too. Thank you, Chuck, as well. Uh, yeah, I, the best thing ever out of Toledo. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, hold, let me put my hands behind my back. I'm going to interlock my arms. All right, let me calm down. But the best thing ever, Jamie Farr, <laughs> if you're watching right now, he's probably going, what the hell, Mike? I was on MASH. What the hell? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was an award-winning show mike uh, <laughs> did you write for that okay no all right let me bring it down okay my wife says i'm so loud god she is right i i i, I, I stage voice okay let me relax bring it all back together you know i talk about my father the fact that he left me when I was three. I know some of you are going, yeah, Jeffrey, we've heard it all before. Um, uh, <laughs> Mike, come on. No, um, I'm kidding. Um, but it, the, the truth is we have a very, we do have a very active dialogue. My father and I, we do. He talks to me. I give him the finger. No, I'm kidding. I don't do that. I don't do that, you guys. But, you know, you know, I talk about how he, he hit me when I was a little boy. But you know what? What I haven't talked about is he told me a story when he was a little boy. He went to church with his mom and and and, and but he didn't want to go into church, Sunday school, whatnot. Right. And his mom caught him at the park and smacked the shit out of him, you know, and, and, and where I'm going with all of this is I, I, I want to be understanding and empathize and and also know that i'm so glad i didn't get caught ditching church by my grandmother who knows what would have happened everybody who knows all right well that's i just thought of that five minutes ago so it's a work in progress i get it i get it and i'm very grateful for, for my Jeffrey. that's what this is for yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I i a couple of days ago everybody i was uh i was meditating well i meditate every day it's a good thing people would die if i didn't but i'm meditating <laughs> go ahead sorry, sorry. i have to sorry, i'm have laughing to. I, ha I have to no 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 that's what this is for mike the laughter um um <laughs> I, I was meditating and I heard my five-year-old grandson crying, okay? And uh, he says, Papa, I, I don't want to die. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, son of a bitch, this is a first-time situation for me. <laughs> and yeah. Also, what the fuck? I want to meditate already, but I didn't say that out loud. He was already sad. I know I don't want to say what I was told, which was you better straighten your ass up or you're going to fry in hell forever. Because that's what I was told. <laughs> By my father. I love him. I love my dad. 
Um, okay, well, I'm still working on that bit too. Moving on. Bam. I go, my mom calls me. She, guys, she'll call me three times a day sometimes and leave messages. All right. All right. Now, I am so happy my brother, my mother is still living and breathing. Okay. But three messages is a little too much for me. Okay. All right. Just a tad. You know, she says, You coming yeah. over? You gonna, you gonna come over? I said, Mom. I said, I'm coming over, all right? I'm going to come over. I go over there. She's sitting up, but then she starts to slink down and, you know, hit her head on the coffee table. And she tells me about her day. She's like, you know, I can't eat anything because, uh, uh, you know, everything I eat turns to sand. Like I'm... <laughs> it's like I'm talking to a fucking cursed pirate. You know what I mean? I was like, come on, mom. You stop, which makes me think of Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, I love that ride. I but what's great about that ride? It's just a bunch of animatronics, audio animatronics moving around. Yo ho, yo ho, pirates! That's all it is. That's all it is. And it was my mother that subjected me to that when I was a little boy. We would just watch them on TV. And I'm like, wow, look at that. And and now just saying that out loud is a new bit. It makes me think I have some serious psychological problems that I should talk to somebody about. <laughs> My name is Jeffrey Burden. Please have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Jeff. Wow. Yeah. Jeff said everything I was going to say. Um, wow. Well, this has been a lovely show. Um, here's the thing that we do. Um, well, just so you know, it's not out of neediness on my part. I lead a full, rich life without doing this. But uh, at the end of uh, our shows, we um, usually leave uh, the Zoom call on for a while. And if people want to hang around and talk a little bit about comedy and, and listen to some sad, pathetic stories about my past, um, and who doesn't, um, <laughs> feel free to stay on. And um, Oh, we need to do a silly photo. We probably talk about. I, I was just wondering, Chuck. Do we do any other shows at all? Um, we do the Apocalypse Comedy Show, which is uh, going to space this Sunday. Apocalypse Comedy Show live from space. And don't, uh, don't we have a Sunday. new feature on that about jokes and stuff? Uh, round Robin of jokes. So mediums <laughs> are welcome to drop in. Danny Rydell is going to be on the Apocalypse in Space. Uh, yeah. show. Did you notice and the round robin topic is Jeff Bezos versus Elon Musk. Yes! Oh yeah, we're going to do some jokes on that. That'll be fun. <laughs> hey Mike, uh, Elon Musk says, Alexa, schedule my rocket to go to Mars. And Jeff Bezos says, Alexa, buy Elon Musk his rocket and Mars. <laughs> Danny, sorry. And there we go. That's that's Did I the set floor. off your. Uh... That's the floor, ladies and gentlemen. It's hilarious. That's the floor. Purchase something on Alexa on Danny's home account. I, I think you might have just ordered something for me. I'm really sorry. Um, what can you do? It's now's a good time to stop the YouTube live. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks everybody for watching. We should do a silly photo before we uh, drop out on the YouTube. So um, yeah. On the count of three, everybody look to their right and make a silly face. One, two, three. <laughs>
her 